A chance discovery along the southern coast of England inspires our geo-quiz today. It's a resort town that looks out on the English Channel. An eight-year-old boy was walking on a beach there when he spotted something called floating gold. The boy told the BBC about the discovery. Uh, I found it at um, Hengsbury Head. Hengsbury Head. You were on the beach, were you? Can you tell me where it was exactly? What, where it was found? like in a patch of seaweed. So what's the name of the resort town near Hengsbury Head Beach? And what is floating gold? Stay tuned for the answer. We're going to tell you more about the so-called floating gold that an eight-year-old boy found on a beach in England. He spotted it in Bournemouth, a resort on the south coast of England, and that's the answer to our geo-quiz. As for what floating gold is, let's turn to Christopher Kemp for that answer. He wrote the book about it. It's called Floating Gold, The Natural History of Ambergris. Well, it's basically a type of um, sperm whale poop. And lots of people seem to think that it's vomit, but all of the more recent scientific evidence would indicate that most likely it comes out the the other end instead. Okay, and so either way, it's called ambergris? Yeah, and in a nutshell, just really briefly, sperm whales live almost entirely on a diet of squid. And there are certain parts of of that squid that are indigestible to the whale. And so in very few cases, it's estimated that about 1% of sperm whales the squid beaks make it through the four stomach chambers into the small intestine where they start to really chafe that delicate, sensitive gut lining. And in those cases, the whale secretes this very cholesterol-rich substance to bind up the squid beaks in a kind of unpleasant slurry. And that is the substance that becomes ambergris after it is expelled by the whale at sea. What are the, the lumps good for? Uh, I mean, why it's said that, that what Charlie found on this beach is a kind of floating gold worth a lot of money, possibly upwards of $50,000. How come it's worth so much? Well, it requires uh, some really unusual conditions, and um, there are only about uh, an estimated 350,000 sperm whales alive today, and only 1% of them produce ambergris. Once it's produced and floated through these enormous oceanic currents and arrives at a beach somewhere, you actually have to find it too. So it's just kind of a very enigmatic substance. The likelihood of you finding it is extremely slim. How marketable is this? It's used mainly uh, as a component in very high-end perfumes. The, the very best ambergris is used, so it's it's those grades that have floated for years or decades and become these little white waxy pebbles. Basically what the perfumer will do is grind up the ambergris and dissolve it in alcohol. And one would not think that this unpleasant slurry, as you called it, would make a really nice perfume. It's true. You know, the natural world is a is a strange place. And there's <laughs> lots of really unusual uh, kind of counterintuitive things that go into perfumes. But One of the things that I find most interesting about ambergris is that every piece smells different because it's been through its own unique journey. But to me, it's definitely a bit dungy. You know, it smells a bit like uh, smells a bit like an old cow pat or something. And uh, an old what? An old cow pie. (laughs) You know, one that's been kind of baked by the sun, and it's got it smells kind of like dung, but it's also kind of got uh, grassy uh, odor tones to it, and. 
kind of hints of tobacco and polished wood and old churches and all those kind of strong, musky, kind of animalic tones to it. Christopher, in another life, I think you'd make a good sommelier. (laughs) Well, who knows? (laughs) Who knows? By the way, were you ever inspired by Moby Dick? Yeah, there's a scene where Stubb, the first mate, manages to convince uh, a whaling ship that passes by, and it's towing a couple of pretty decomposed whale carcasses, and Stubb convinces them that if they continue to do that, then the gases from the carcasses will probably kill them. And so they unhitch the carcasses and let them float away in the ocean. And then Stubb jumps on top of one of them and grabs a shovel and starts digging into the whale to look for ambergris. And uh, he's actually successful. He finds some. And Melville describes it as cheesy lumps like a rich loam. And that was inspirational to you. Sure. Yeah, it was so kind of otherworldly to imagine that scene and and that scene was probably an an everyday scene during the whaling era so it's just uh, such an odd unusual substance that has driven men and women to do some of the strangest things you can imagine gosh christopher kemp author of the newly published book floating gold a natural and unnatural history of ambergris really fascinating stuff thanks very much We've got a photo of a smiling eight-year-old Charlie Naismith holding his piece of floating gold. That and a lot more good stuff today at theworld.org.